there is a library that exists at the nexus where all other universes collide. Inevitably, things wind up there by mistake. Books, artifacts, people. This is the place where things from all universes end up when they get lost. This is the Eternity Archives. And welcome back to the Eternity Archives, an actual play podcast. We are continuing our play of the 13th Age this week. Um, and so at the end of the last episode, Zen and Rill found their way through a swamp to come across a sorcerer. So I cannot wait to see how they get out of this fight. But before we go ahead and jump into the actual play, we'll go ahead and catch you up on who we are. Uh, my name is Ziva. My pronouns are she, her, and I typically play Linda the Office Lady. This week, or this whole arc, I'm going to be anchoring the system. And the question that I want to talk about with my co-host this week is, what's your favorite fantasy universe? Since 13th Age is a really interesting fantasy universe, I don't know, like it just got me thinking about which ones are really cool. Um, And this is a hard one for me to answer because I love every single fantasy book. As of this moment, I think I would probably have to answer the Dark Crystal universe because it's just like very like deep and bizarre and like fascinatingly hinted at. That's just what I'm feeling like as of right this minute. Uh, I'm obsessed with that show. I'm very sad we're not getting a second season. Movies, eh, but the universe is really cool. Is that the Muppets? Like the goth Muppets? Yes, it's goth Muppets. Yeah. Hmm, intriguing. <laughs> I've heard good things about the TV show, so it does suck that they aren't, you know, y'all aren't getting another season. I know. I just have to sit with that forever. Yeah. All right. Well, invalidating your pain, my name is Bappy. Uh, my pronouns are they, them, and I play Real Day Trakel, who is a tiefling sorcerer in the 13th age. You know, I bet they probably like goth Muppets. But my personal favorite fantasy world to live in, or just like in general... Just in general, I definitely wouldn't want to live in Dark Crystal. Okay, it's okay. Creepy. See, honestly, I'm, I'm not good at... <laughs> whenever I come up with, like, what stuff do I like in fiction? I'm just reminded of, like, how little media I indulge in. And I'm just like, wow, I, I like, play Pokemon and WoW for 29 years. And that's it. But I guess I'll be a basic bitch. I actually think the Arknights universe is very interesting, which is my stupid little Chinese gacha mobile game. Because they've it's like a post-apocalyptic world, but there's, like, I don't know. The world's pretty much just ending all the time. Like, they have widespreading, like, world-ending kind of cataclysmic events on the red and there's like mobile cities like all the cities are on big treads i guess and they just kind of go and they just like run around avoiding these cataclysmic events and also there's anime furries so that's that's (laughs) the real reason let's just be honest goth anime furries i guess not just furries but waifu furries oh yeah waifu furries (laughs) (laughs) all right well i am dorka my pronouns are she her I am playing Zen, the dragon folk fighter, and she's not going to get out of this fight. She's going to go through it. My favorite fantasy universe is I've got to I've got to go with Wheel of Time. Yeah, it's a good choice. Yeah, Wheel of Time is my favorite series of all time. It has deep significance to me. I grew up with it. Um, can't say I recommend it. Honestly, <laughs> in good faith, 
I cannot recommend actually going back and reading it. There's a lot of like real outdated weird gender essentialist stuff in there and some I don't know just some stuff about it that's really annoying and even though I love it I recognize this um there's a show coming out soon though so maybe I'll fix some stuff I'm so excited I'm very very excited about the show so I would recommend instead of reading the 13 novels several of which nothing happen in um <laughs> Just wait for the show to come out. But it is still my favorite fantasy universe, and I love it very, very much. Yeah. Spoiler alert for the listeners, we'll probably be playing the Wheel of Time RPG at some point on this show, because I am also obsessed. And the only reason I didn't say Wheel of Time is because I was almost certain Dorka was going to say it, so... Yeah, that, that sounds like me when uh, people are like, oh, you play World of Warcraft, huh? You must really like it. And I'm like, I do play World of Warcraft. It's a fucking horrible game, and uh, my soul <laughs> is bound to it. <laughs> you know, much like some kind of medieval fantasy cursed item. Ah. Uh, and there, there is no uh, light at the end of the tunnel for me, because we have, I think at this point, the expansion will have come out, and we'll see if it's good or not. Signs say no, but you know what? Well, I'll be right there with you, Bappy. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, I'll be torturing myself on this shitty game. We'll suffer together like Siva and I suffered through Wheel of Time. Oh, excellent. <laughs> uh, yes, friends who hate themselves together uh, stay together, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's worked for all this time. Yeah, yes, uh, worked pretty great. Uh, yeah, so talking about um, both suffering through, um, or hopefully not suffering through, um, some some stuff, um, let's go ahead and jump right into this battle. You guys ready to go? Let's go. I am. All right, let's go ahead and everybody roll for initiative then. How do you do that again? Is it dex? It's d20 plus your level plus your dex mod. Okay. All right, so I rolled a 14. My modifier is plus two and my level is one. So that brings me up to a total of 17. So <laughs> my dex modifier is one and my level's one. So that's plus two. Uh, so I, I got a one, so three. <laughs> okay, so the sorceress, or I mean, let me not be sexist. Women can be anything these days. <laughs> the sorcerer gets to go first. She raises her hands above her head. One of her hands grasps a uh, nasty dagger, which is literally what it says. <laughs> so it's a fuck off. It says nasty. On, it says like nasty woman on the blade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it says uh, Miss Sorcerer if you're nasty. <laughs> and she summons uh, bolts of fire down from the sky, aiming at Zen. Zen, what is your physical defense? My physical defense is 14. Holy cow. She definitely hits you. Oh no. And you take six fire damage. Okay. Okay. That's her standard action. So then that is the end of her turn. Sorry, everyone. This is exactly what I was talking about. The combat's a little bit confusing, especially (laughs) because the enemies are like six lions. Six lions? Is that what you said? (laughs) No. She's six lions. <laughs> yeah, that means there's six lions. <laughs> like six lines, and so oh, like okay. it's, you have to uh, um, you have to do a lot of like thinking about it. Okay, so now that she has cast her fire bolts, it is Zen's turn. Okay, so Zen is going to rush her, taking that big fuck off axe off of her back, 
and take a swing at this lady. Okay. So my melee attack is strength plus my level. And I guess a d20, I assume? Yes. Yes. Okay. Oh, well, I rolled a 20. Holy shit. Okay, you rolled a a nat 20? Yes. Oh, well, congratulations. You score a critical hit on her, which means you get double damage. Okay, cool. And I also have a maneuver where the triggering roll is any natural even hit. Okay. Which is re-roll any ones from my damage roll. For a critical hit, I just double all the damage? Yes. Okay, and it looks like on a hit, I roll a weapon die, which is a d10 plus my strength. Okay. Four plus my strength is... So on the character sheet, it has your strength, your modifier, and then your modifier plus level. So... Yeah, I think it's just the modifier. It usually says modifier plus level, yeah, when it calls for it. So yeah, so it's four plus four, so that's eight damage to her. Okay. And then times two. Oh, okay, 16 damage to her. Dang. (laughs) Take that. (laughs) Say she's hurting right off the bat, and she starts just, like, screeching. She's really frustrated. This is not how she wanted this to go. (laughs) Is this how you wanted this to go? I mean, it's up to you guys. I'm happy to tell the story regardless. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, then, uh, Rill, it is your turn. Okay, so, because I'm a sorcerer, we're going to do it like how sorcerer do... Yeah. I'm going to use Chaos Bolt. The first time you use Chaos Bolt each battle, determine a random energy type. The spell deals that type of damage each time you use it in that battle. Uh, Random energy is on my little sorcerer spell card. Uh, So it's a D4. A 1 is cold, 2 is fire, 2 is lightning. I'm pretty sure it's a typo. 3 is lightning and 4 is thunder. So let's see here. Uh, So I rolled a 2, so it's going to be fire. Okay. She's far away, right? Like, yes. Because I'm like, okay. So she's nearby um, Zen. Okay. Uh, so my attack is charisma plus level versus physical defense. Okay. Um, so it's going to be a plus five on top of a d20. And I rolled a one. So a six. Oh my god. <laughs> um, so this is an important time to mention that 13th Age does not have crit fumbles. Since this is just combat and not like a role playing situation, I'm just going to go ahead and say it misses her. Uh, but I do get damage equal to my level despite missing, so I do one fire damage. To okay. Her. Like when you light a candle and it just goes out immediately. <laughs> she cackles at you. That's hilarious. That there's a tiefling in front of her, and all they can do is summon a little burst of flame. Whatever. Fucking Zen, kill her. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the red sorcerer's turn now, and the escalation die is officially at one. Yeah. So that does not apply to the sorcerer, but it will apply to you all. Ooh, okay. The sorcerer is going to go after Zen with Breath of the Red and rolls a 15 against your physical defense. Yes, and that hits because mine is a 14. So she does 10 fire damage to you. Oh, that's, that's a lot. And at the start of your next turn, if Rill is nearby, Rill also takes damage. Huh. Just like a like an AoE effect that lingers. <laughs> okay. So is it my turn again? Yes. And so the escalation die, is that added to damage or is that added to my rolls? Bonus to attack rolls equal to the current value on the escalation die. Yes. So it looks like the attack roll, not the damage. Okay. Not the damage. Yes. All right. So it's easier to hit her as time goes on. Well, two can play at this game. 
I'm going to use my racial power, which is a breath weapon. Okay. Which is, once per battle, make a close quarters breath weapon attack as a quick action. Ooh, as a quick action. Oh, yeah. All right. (laughs) Using my highest ability score, which is strength. Okay, I rolled a four, but I get plus four from my strength and plus one from the escalation die. So I guess I get a nine and that's against her physical defense. So that does not hit. Okay. It says an energy type that makes sense for my character. I never actually figured that out. Oh, okay. So all dragons pretty much can breathe fire. Metallic dragons can breathe special stuff. So like if you wanted to like make something up, I would You be, breathe I mean, money at her. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe fire, just because it's incredibly hilarious to me to imagine her spitting fire at me and then me spitting fire <laughs> back at her. No, fuck you! Even though mine was pretty ineffectual, so that's unfortunate. Suzen uses her breath weapon, tries to spit fire at this bitch, and it's kind of like when you strike a match and it goes out immediately. It's it's like Rill's fire. (laughs) Wow! (laughs) So Zen's just like, huh. And then swings her axe at her again. (laughs) Because that's my main action. Yeah, go for it. Alright. I rolled a 7 plus 5 is 12. Plus escalation? Yeah, that was including the escalation. Okay, that does not hit. Ugh! Okay, so I'm using a maneuver called Carve an Opening, which is triggered by any natural odd roll. So what I rolled was a seven, so that's an odd roll. Yes. So now my crit range with melee attacks expands by a cumulative plus one this battle until I score a critical hit. So now I crit on 19 and 20. Okay. That's pretty cool. And so that keeps going until I score a critical hit, and then my crit range drops back to normal. So anytime I roll odd, basically, I can increase the chance for me to crit. That's awesome. I really like the crit range in the system. Yeah. It's very cool. All right, so Zen, then that's the end of your turn, right? Unless you want to make a movement of some kind? Oh, I do get one damage from missing. Hey, every bit counts. Okay. Then it is Rill's turn. Okay, so I have a question on this. So this is resist energy. Yes. And as you are one nearby ally, and it's attack plus level versus physical defense. So I still have to make a roll, even though I'm buffing an an ally? Yes. Okay, interesting. (laughs) Wait, I think so. It's- the spell's resist energy? Yeah, okay, no, it doesn't. It says target you or one nearby ally. Until the end of the battle, the target gains resist damage 12 plus to the following energy types. I can just cast that, right? Yes. Okay, so I'm going to cast that on Zen. Okay. And I will give her resistance to fire. And then for what resistance is, uh, I'm going to read this little blurb here. When an attack with a damage type you are resistant to targets you, the natural attack roll must equal or exceed your resistance number to deal full damage. If the roll is lower than your resistance, the attack deals half damage. Uh, Was her spell ongoing? No. Okay, so uh, we won't worry about that for now. Okay. So basically, now if she attacks me with fire, she doesn't get any bonuses to that roll. It's that she has to roll higher than a 12 for it to do full damage, even if your physical defense is less than 12. Okay. And then even if she misses, the attack does half damage. So if she misses, I think that already does do half damage, and then it would do another half on top of that. Nice. Does that sound right? (laughs) I don't think when it misses, it does half damage. It depends on the spell. Like, for mine, it was like... Oh, yes. It was like, do one damage. And then, I guess, would that get halved? 
I don't know if this game is round up or round down. It's round up. Okay. But yeah, so sorry, I was confused because this enemy and most of the enemies don't have if you miss. Oh, I see. Like there's other effects, but it's usually not half damage. So I was thinking that that was like an inherent rule. So yes. So like if they missed and then they could do half damage, that that would be halved, rounded up. Okay. Okay. So then, uh, Rail, is that the end of your turn? Yes. Okay. So then the Escalation die is now at two. Okay. So it is the Sorcerer's turn. The Sorcerer is going to move out of Zen's way and go attack Rail. Okay, well, is she attempting to disengage from me? Oh, I guess she is, yes. Okay, one of the features I have as a fighter is whenever an enemy attempts to disengage from me, it takes a penalty to its check equal to my constitution modifier. Dang. I guess she has to make a check to try and disengage. Yes, she does. So it's going to take a penalty of three. Okay. So she rolls a 17, which minus three is 14, and that's still above the disengage normal save, which is 11. So then she disengages Zen and moves towards Rill. And Rill, she's going to cast Chaos Orb against you. Wow. Rude. (laughs) She's flexing on both of us. She casts 16 plus 8 is 24. What's your mental defense? Uh, not 24. (laughs) Okay, so she does 8 fire damage against you. Okay, I don't have resistance because I'm at 16 HP. Okay, so Zen, it is your turn. Alright, so I do just want to note, I found this in the book just now. It's when you are reduced to half hit points or less, you're staggered. So I am... There are no special rules that apply to you when you're staggered, but I notice that there are things like out of combat that happen if you're staggered. So I guess we just hold on to that for now. Yeah. I am below half. I am staggered. Okay. There are also some enemy effects that are special on staggered players. Okay. But not this one. Well, so because I am staggered, I am going to use for my standard action, I'm going to rally. Okay. That lets me roll a recovery die and get some health back. Okay. How many recoveries do you have and what's your recovery die? So I have nine recoveries. Fighters get an extra one because they're extra tough. And my recovery die is 1d10 plus three. Okay. I rolled a two, so I only get five health back. But that's, you know, better than nothing. Yeah. I I do just want to say I appreciate that you start with much higher health in this game than you do at level one in Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, yeah, you don't have like, (laughs) I have 18 health, I hope I don't get fucked. But I think there's also like a lot more damage flying around. So I think it kind of balances out. Yes. Yeah. If she hits me with a seven with seven damage and I'm level one in Dungeons and Dragons, I'm just already dead. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is uh, luckily within the balance chart that they recommend, so. Okay, so that was my standard action, but I'm also just gonna, I'm gonna hunt her down. I'm gonna move towards her. Okay, so then you engage her. Yep. Okay. She can't get away from me. Oh, you guys are engaged? (laughs) When's the ceremony? (laughs) My turn? Yes, it is your turn. Okay. I can still use my range attacks, right? Because it says your range attacks draw opportunity from enemies engaged with you that you don't target. So as long as I'm... Oh, no, that's range attacks. Your spells draw opportunity attacks, except yes. close quarter spells. Well, poop, give me a second. Well, is she engaged with you or is she just near you? Because she did a spell on you. That's true. 
Oh, that's true. So yeah, actually, I take it back. So she's engaged with... Wait, she did a close quarters spell. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. okay. So she is yeah, engaged. so she's engaged. Yeah, with both of you. Oh, cute. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's nearby, far away, and, and engaged, right? Those are the three distances? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to use my movement, and I'm going to try to disengage. Okay. And so let me roll. I have to roll an 11 plus, right? Yeah. Do I add anything to that? No. Shit. Okay. Uh, a 16. So I get free, right? Yeah. Okay, so I move away from her, and then I'm going to use my standard action to cast Lightning Fork. Go for it. So Charisma plus plus 5, I roll a d20. You know, this dice has been treating me well. Let's see if (laughs) it can keep going. Uh, Okay, so 12 versus Physical Defense. You do not hit her. Or no, wait, the Escalation die. Oh, yay. So 7 plus 2, 14? Yes, you hit her. Fuck yes! If we're going meets beats, which I'm going with, so. Okay, yeah. Fuck whatever you guys intended, but it's meets beats. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it says in here, so we're going meets beats. Okay, sounds good. It, you know, it's whatever you wanted to be in, you know. I love beating meat, so, you know, we're... Oh. Uh, <laughs> okay, so it is going to be 3d6 plus charisma lightning damage. Dang. There is also a, a fun modifier on Lightning Fork, which is a chain spell, which I don't know if that's sorcerer specific, but it is a different modifier. And let me read what that means. When you attack with a chain spell and get a natural even roll, you can roll another attack against a different enemy within range. Keep on rolling attacks as long as you get even rolls and don't run out of new targets. Uh, each enemy can can be targeted only once. I can't like bounce from a tree back to her, back to the tree. No, not unless you're fighting the tree and just going up to the tree and saying, I'm fighting you doesn't count. It has to fight back. You have to get engaged to the tree first. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I can only handle so many engagements. <laughs> Uh, so that's six, and then let me roll one more. So nine plus five is fourteen uh, lightning damage. All right, dang, that's a lot. Is she dead? No. <laughs> is she staggered? Oh yes, absolutely. And then I'm I'm gonna. So when I when I cast my spell, it's gonna be like my. Even though I'm not holding my sword, it's gonna be like the sword lights up with like blue energy, and then uh, I'm going to dab on her, and then that's where my lightning shoots out of for my hands. <laughs> She's like completely confused and secretly very impressed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm asserting my dominance. <laughs> Linda starts cheering wildly. <laughs> Yay! Zen is like, what the hell was that? <laughs> where did that come from? Uh, my hands. <laughs> Shit! <laughs> Okay, so the Escalation die is now at three, and it is the Sorcerer's turn again. So now she is engaged with Zen, and she is going to cast Chaos Orb again. On me? Yes. Cool. Wow, so she just canceled our engagement just like that? It's a close quarters spell. But you canceled the engagement. You disengaged. Oh, Uh, sorry for canceling the engagement (laughs) she rolls a uh 25 oh what the fuck why are her are her are you just rolling really good or does she have like really good modifiers i mean she does have pretty good modifiers but i'm also just rolling really good this is like deeply (laughs) unfair (laughs) and does eight damage against zen but you have resistance so it's i only take four damage wait she did roll higher than a 12 oh yeah Okay. Okay, never mind. So then, Zen, it is your turn. I'm gonna try and hit her again. Go for it. 
Okay, I rolled an eight plus the escalation, which is three, plus my modifier, which is four. So 15. No dice. Oh, really? Against her armor class? Yeah. Okay, well, I'm gonna carve an opening again, which increases my crit range by... No, wait, I can't do that because it was an odd roll. But what I can do is... I I rolled an eight, so that's a natural even miss. So now I'm doing the maneuver Grim Intent, which is the next time I would deal miss damage with a melee attack, add a weapon die to that damage. Well, that's not missing. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's not missing. But I think that's the next time, so I don't think that works for now. So for this time, she just takes one damage from me missing. Okay. But next time I miss, she's not going to like it. (laughs) No. Okay. So then, Rail, it is your turn. Okay, so she's far away from me now, right? Yes. Okay, so I'm going to use Chaos Bolt again. Okay. So it is basically a firebolt because I got fire for my random energy type when I rolled at the beginning of combat. So so it's 9 plus 3 is 12. 12 plus 5 is 17 versus her physical defense. Oh yeah, you definitely hit. Fuck yeah, let's go! Alright, now, so 1d8 plus charisma fire damage, and if the natural attack roll is even, I gain a chaotic benefit as if I had gathered power. And gathered power is one of my sorcerer class feats. So let's see here. I mean, no, a (laughs) 7! I mean, you know, whatever, I do 12 fire damage. (laughs) You do 12? Yes. Alright. Is she dead? No. (laughs) Damn it! (laughs) But almost, she looks like she's in bad shape. Dumpy, avert your eyes. I don't want you to witness murder. (laughs) Dumpy uses four of their six legs to cover their adorable (laughs) little eyes. Dumpy just stares off in the distance because we cannot even uh, fathom the unspeakable things that they have seen in the Eldritch (laughs) portals. (laughs) That's probably correct. Okay, so the Escalation die goes up to four, and it is the Sorcerer's turn. She is engaged with Zen. Right, Zen? Yep. Uh, Zen don't trust her. She's going to break off engagements like <laughs> like willy-nilly. I hope she does. Yeah. I hope she tries. Oh, wow. Okay, getting a little spicy over here. So she's just going to stab you. Oh, okay. And she rolled a 9 plus 8 is a 17 versus your AC. Plus 8? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that's the most exciting thing that could have happened. (laughs) (laughs) I know you love to hear that, right? I do. She misses. Oh, my armor class is 18. Well. But the escalation die is at four. Yes. My talent, counterattack, is as follows. Once per round, when the escalation die is even and an enemy misses you with a natural... Wait, what was her natural roll? Oh, it's nine. Okay, good. When she misses with a natural odd melee attack roll, I can make a basic melee attack dealing half damage against that enemy as a free action. Whoa. But this is what I took my one adventurer feed in. My counter attack now deals full damage. Wow. So now I just get to um, make an attack against her. For free. Yeah. Dang, go for it. I rolled a 10 plus 4 for the escalation so 14 plus 5 for my strength 19 you hit her okay i hit her roll my damage now okay i rolled a three plus my strength which is four so seven damage on her she is dead (laughs) that'll teach her that's my (laughs) counter attack lady man some of the like 
even the odd if they miss if they hit like that that's it's very fun yeah so the red sorcerer uh, lets out one final shriek and crumples to the ground the amulet clanging against the stone beneath you Oh, like, no, I got a rush from that when you're, like, telling me each number you're getting, and I'm like, oh, this is perfect. <laughs> I think Rill is relieved that they are not the one to strike the final blow, um, and so this murder is not technically on their hands. Dumpy tries to high-five everybody. <laughs> so she just tries to stab me, and I swing the axe and ruin her day, and... How do you kill her? What's your What's your killing blow? Uh, I think I just like chop her head off. Oh my god! Do you say I must ask you a question? I do not. Oh, missed opportunity. That's, that's that's why Linda will never be a buff fighter woman because that's what she would do. Yeah, Linda only can make uh, really sad old fashioned puns. <laughs> All right, so uh, yeah, she crumples to the ground, and uh, the amulet clangs against the pavement, and Zen will go for it. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I feel like we should, like, see if it's, like, it, what, I don't want to we touch it and then, it, like, sends us into space or something. Zen is touching it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Zen touches it and... She sent it to space. <laughs> and nothing happens. It feels absolutely mundane. Did we get jebated? I think we got jebated. I don't know what that means. I think she tricked us. I don't know. It looks like what we're supposed to get. Zen lifts her head up. Linda. Linda is taking a look at it uh, and says, well, it does look right, but haven't the other anomalies been kind of off? You're right. So, okay. So is there multiple amulets or like, so I start like, I start patting down the woman's decapitated corpse and seeing if I can find a different, another amulet or like, I don't know, even some kind of equipment. Like, what can I find? A piece of paper falls out of her pocket. Okay, I'd pick it up to read it. As you pick it up to read it, you notice that it's a note. It's just signed with a skull at the bottom, but importantly, it has very specific directions from where you are currently in this glade in the poison swamp to a nearby ruins, the ruins of an old temple. Oh, I wonder if we have to, like, enchant the amulet or something, or, like, infuse it with, like, you know... Bad stuff. Bad Lich King stuff. Bad skeleton corpse. Or maybe this was just a decoy. Uh, maybe. What's the point of even having that then? Like, she's dead. She has no head. You know, maybe if she didn't have a, a decoy, she, she'd still have her head. Right, but if we didn't know what we know or feel what we feel, then anyone else might have just assumed this was it. Yeah, I guess. Should we uh should we bury her or should we just throw her into the swamp? I mean she wasn't a particularly nice lady, but you know. Zen kicks her into the swamp. Oh my god. <laughs> just doesn't even lift just like a kick. Yeah. Okay, bye lady. Just rolls her into the swamp with her foot. <laughs> the Eternity Archives, the most respectful podcast. We love dead people here. <laughs> Zen's in a violent game this episode, so <laughs> I am at 14 out of 33 hit points right now. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, you sound a little hurt then. Yeah. So yeah, now might be a good time to go ahead and uh, use some resolve, or um, since you're not in combat, you can just use your healing normally. Yeah, so I do have those three healing potions. Okay. Rill, are you hurt at all? I don't think so. It doesn't look like I wrote down I took that any damage. I don't remember you getting hit at all, I guess. Yeah, okay, I don't think I got hit yeah. either. Yeah. 
Okay, so um, I'm going to chug a healing potion. And for that, I just roll my recovery die, right? Exactly. Yeah, you just don't have to use one of your recoveries. Okay. So are there no short rests or anything like that? There are rests. Oh, right. I actually have to uh, do a roll to see if I regain one of my spells after battle. Okay, yeah. So let's work through this. Okay. So now that battle is over, you aren't limited to things like standard actions versus quick actions. But there are short rests. And this is not a good time for a long rest since time is of the essence. So this would definitely be a short rest. I mean, you could take a long rest if you want, but there's going to be campaign consequences for that. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, so on short rests, we can just roll recovery dyers, right? And you spend our recoveries. Yeah, so there's quick rests and full heal-ups. Because I think like a full heal was meant to be like when you get back to town and like have some downtime. Yeah, yeah. Full heal is yeah, like an overnight sleep. It's the equivalent of a D&D long rest. So a quick rest is typically in between battles. Um, and you can use as many coveries as you want, or you can use healing potions. Oh, yeah. And here it says, if you're staggered when you take a quick rest, you must try to heal yourself. And I am staggered, so... Yes. And then for recharges, is that just a 1d20? Do I add anything to that? I think it's just a 1d20, but let me double check. It says, for each recharge power that you used in the last battle, roll a d20 to see if you keep the power for your next battle or lose it until after your next battle. You have to roll the power's recharge value or higher to use it again. And then if I fail, then I can't... I don't get it until... After the next battle. Yeah. Until after the next battle or until a full rest? The next battle, it says. Okay. Yeah, and then all of them recharge when you do a full heal up, so a long rest. Okay, so if I fail now, then after the next battle... You would get it back. I would get it back. Okay, that makes sense. That's what I'm understanding. Is that what you're understanding as well, Dorka? Yes. Okay. Okay, I'm I'm rolling my big d20. I got 18! That was for, uh, I should have said it before, but I'm just doing it in order, so I have Lightning Fork first, and then I have Resist Energy next, so let me see if I get Resist Energy back. I got a 20! Nice! <laughs> hey! So I got both back. Now you're gonna roll like shit in our next fight. That's fine, as long as I have my <laughs> spells so I can look flashy and then miss. Your spells are very cool. <laughs> All right. So you're in good shape. So um, Zen, go ahead and do whatever healing you need to do. All right. So basically the way that works is I just roll my recovery die and then that costs me one recovery. Yes. Or if you use a potion, it does not cost you one recovery. All right. I think I'll um, hold on to the potions for like use in battle just in case. Yeah. Because those count as standard actions. Okay. That's one recovery, and I rolled like shit. So my recovery roll, I roll 1d10, and I get to add three to that because of my constitution modifier. So I got five health back there, but I can keep going, right? Yeah, as as long as you can use as many recoveries as you have during a quick rest. Yeah, I think they're like hit dice. I might as well try and uh, recover myself back up to full if I can. Yeah. Rolled like shit again. Let's do one more. While she's she's doing this, can I massage Zen's shoulders? And then uh, Dumpling is on Zen's head and giving her like a head massage to help her relax. <laughs> Absolutely, you can do that as long as Zen says it's okay. Yeah, and I think that must have been the boost I needed because I rolled a 10 that time. Nice. Dang. It's okay, Zen. I, I know that was a, a tough fight, but I'm, he- I'm here for you. You did great, Zen. <laughs> you did so good. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. 
let dumplings uh positive energy flow through your yeah! mind <laughs> oh my god it's so cute that is uncanny <laughs> uh we killed linda and only dumpling is left now uh so i guess it's <laughs> okay so i am recovered and ready to go all right so what do you all want to do next I'm trying to decide if Re- uh, Rill, I was about to say Ren, which is, I guess it would be Rill and Zen's ship name. But <laughs> As I was to say, we have ships now. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know if Rill knows how to read maps, is the thing. Do you remember if I've established this in a previous episode of Rill can read maps? I don't think we've ever had to look at a map before. Oh no, no, there was a map in chapter one. Did Rill read it? <laughs> Rill looked at it. Rill and Linda read it together, so... But ultimately, the guy just pointed at the mountain, and you were able to find it. So Rill didn't have to, like, navigate the map to, like, figure out what, like, where to go. Okay. Yeah, there were no, like, compasses involved. It was more like establishing, this is a map. Yeah. Yes. I'm gonna say Rill doesn't know how to read a map, because why would they? Like, when would they have ever needed to... Because, like, in a video game, when you, like, look at a map, you're not actually reading the map. It's just, like, here's the overworld map. Here's the point you're in. So I don't think... Bappy, how do you think maps work? Well, like, okay, but reading a map in real life is different than reading a map in <laughs> yeah, a video you need game. Yeah, <laughs> you need to know, like, what direction you're facing and where you are. And... I guess the main difference is that there's no marker on a real-life map telling you where you're starting. Yeah, yes. exactly. Real doesn't know where they're at. They don't know what direction they're facing. <laughs> real needs the little compass thing at Skyrim where you, like, rotate until you see the little colorful dot that you're trying to find. Yeah. And then you go that way. Yeah, exactly. And then you, like, climb up a bunch of mountains and you're like, this is fine. Because Rill is basically 85% me and I also get lost in, like, video game maps. But some of that 15% knows how to read video game maps. Because, like, there's some video game maps where if you're, like, moving, the little mini map turns with you. And that disorients the fuck out of me. (laughs) And I get so lost. But yeah, I'm just gonna say that. That's canon now. Rill doesn't know how to read maps. So uh, Rill would be holding the map and looking at it. And then just being like, I don't know where... Which one are we? All right. Well, Zen will take that (laughs) from Rill's hands and take a look at it herself. Uh, Zen probably does know how to read maps. Okay. And Linda's not great at reading maps, but she does have a copy in her journal. So if you have questions, she's happy to lend a third or I guess fourth voice, uh, (laughs) depending on if Dumpy knows how to read maps. Uh, That's up to you, uh, GM. Dumpy can fly, but that's not the same as reading a map. So I'm going to go ahead and say Dumpy can, like, assist, maybe with landmarks, but Dumpy can't be like, oh, we should go, you know, five degrees south-southwest. <laughs> that's not going to help. Yeah, yeah, give me give me the map. Let me look at it. Okay, but I, like, I don't, how do you even know if this is, like, helpful? Like, there's no map marker. Just give me the map. <laughs> They're going to give you the map, but they still want to know the answer to their question. This is just something I've done a lot. Don't worry about it. (laughs) When you know how to hold a sword correctly, we'll start talking about wilderness survival. I'm holding the sword perfectly correctly, and it's just like somehow they are still holding the sword blade first after they've handed you the map. Uh, (laughs) Alright, so where is the map telling us to go? So the map, it looks like, is pointing you through a dense patch of fog towards some kind of ornate building. 
on the map it's got this very like ornate little icon representing some kind of building or castle okay but so i can clearly identify like where we are yes okay great but i I imagine i can't see the building from where we are now no okay but i can I've, i've navigated a direction does it take us through more like swampy bit so no the good news is at this point you are out of the swamp we're on solid ground you are on solid ground okay Rill is throwing rocks in front of them to figure out if there's still swamp. There is not still swamp, so the rocks land with a resounding thud. <laughs> they, they throw a couple more just to make sure. <laughs> uh, still thuds, good news. Zen is going to tell Rill, I think we should go this way. Okay. We, um, or rather, I have we- read the map and I have decided <laughs> that we are going to go this way. Okay. I mean, honestly, I, I, you could just take me wherever and I would not know, so I'm just gonna trust you on that so we're going to head in that direction linda chimes in and confirms that that looks like the right way to go to her too not that she's an expert but <laughs> she was a girl scout as she reminds you <laughs> maybe the library map does have markers on it yeah it does like <laughs> turn you oh, around yeah. to like make sure you're facing the right direction so then the two of you and dumpy um head out into the dense fog following the directions uh given on the map uh, and sure enough, uh, you come upon a crumbling, ornate temple rising out of the mist. Ooh. A nagging sense of wrongness permeates the air, and every breath carries with it the stench of death. A ruined gate towers above you like a gaping maw, and through the mist you can make out a uh, skeleton standing right in front of the gate. With just one skeleton? Just one skeleton. Is he a big skeleton? He's a human skeleton. But like a big human? Like a normal human. He's a skeleton warrior, so like... Okay. He's, he's you know, strong. He's a strong skeleton, but he's not like 10 feet tall or anything. Okay. He's not buff because there's no muscle on him. Exactly, he's not But buff. does he have like really thick bones? <laughs> he's got normal bones, but a spear. Okay. Is his spear a, a big bone? Yes, it's a huge, huge bone that he sharpened at the end. Oh no. <laughs> Probably like a, I don't know, like a, what's got really big legs? Um, giraffe. Yes, like a giraffe bone. I was going to say a dinosaur. <laughs> I was going to maybe go with giant. So a giant <laughs> giraffe dinosaur's leg bone. So is the wrongness that we feel, is that like the same sort of wrongness that is now familiar to us? You're not totally sure. Okay. If you really concentrate, you get both hints of the wrongness you're familiar with and just something else that nags at the back of your brain. I mean, for one thing, there's a walking skeleton, and that's not right. Yeah, that's true. That's not a great sign. Uh, So Ril would uh, lean in close to Zen and be like, so should we, like, go around, or do you think we should fight? You know what? I don't want to ask you. Linda, do you think we should go around, or do you (laughs) think we should fight? (laughs) Well, uh, I think going around makes sense, but it's a pretty tall, ruined temple. I, I don't know exactly how to get in. Oh, so it's not like... Like, where's the window? Like, the lowest window? Looks like it's maybe, if you look around the side, you can see, like, a little portcullis type deal. I actually don't know what portcullis means, so let me just try that again. <laughs> I, I was about to be like, I don't know what a portcullis is. <laughs> yeah, I think a portcullis is a door. If you look around the side, you can see an alcove, maybe about 15, 20 feet up. Not easily jumpable. Maybe climbable, depending. How about throwable? Throwable, yes. I, I 
assume you can throw 20 feet up, more or less. <laughs> but if there's no windows on the first floor, then how did people living on the first floor look outside? I mean, I think this is a temple. I don't think there were people living inside of it. Okay, well, what were they doing on the first floor without any sunlight? Uh, I don't know. A lot of churches don't have windows. What? <laughs> yeah, like Jehovah's Witnesses, I don't think have windows. What? Scientologists don't have windows. That's haunted. I mean, maybe they were doing some super secret spooky shit in there that they didn't yeah. want just anyone to wander up and see. That's yeah, weird. Yeah, maybe this is a secret temple. Look, Ew. let's just fight the skeleton. Oh, okay. <laughs> but you, you gotta be careful because he's got like a big bone and he's gonna try to bone you. So just make sure he doesn't bone you really hard and kill you. Oh, Jesus. Rilda <laughs> snickers at that one. She gets it. She tries to be mature, but you can hear her snickering. Real doesn't get it. Zen also does not get it. <laughs> also, it's just Linda. Zen says, that won't happen if I bone him first. Okay, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. You make sure you bone him first before he can bone you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, roll for initiative, then. <laughs> I got a five, plus my level's one, plus my dex modifier is one. No, my text modifier is zero, so it's only a one. Anyway, I rolled a six. <laughs> okay, a six for real. I rolled a 13, my dex modifier is plus two, and my level is one, so that's a 16 total. Good lord. I'm ready to bone. Yeah, real does not want to get bones, though, so they're kind of holding, you know. See, our skeleton rolled a four, and enemies have a special initiative, so four plus eight is 12. Yeah, not good enough, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, Zen gets to go first, and our um, escalation die is on zero. I'll be keeping you all posted as we escalate. Cool. Zen isn't wasting any time. She's just going to run in there and... Shit. What kind of weapon am I using? An axe. I don't remember. An, An axe. axe? Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ro would be like, wait, Zen, remember how to uh, kill the skeleton? You, you just stick it in, and then you shake it around. Yeah, I taught you that. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah, I'm I'm tell I'm telling you to show you that I retain information and that I'm appreciative of your tutelage, and I'm very proud of you. Uh, watch out for the skeleton, please. <laughs> so Zen is just gonna run in and like swing her axe straight down and try and hit this skeleton. All right, so uh, go ahead and roll then. Okay. So I rolled a. 10, and my melee attack bonus is plus 5. Okay, so unfortunately you do not hit him. Or them. I guess I don't know the gender of the skeleton. Yeah, boning is gender neutral. Yeah, boning is gender neutral. I'm going to use Grim Intent, which is my maneuver that I can use on any natural even miss. So since I rolled a 10 that that goes into effect, it's the next time I would deal miss damage with a melee weapon, add a weapon die to that damage. Okay. But yeah, so I still do one damage for missing. All right. So now it is the skeleton's turn, and they are going to um, come after Zen, who is directly in front of them. And they roll a 15 plus 8, so that's a 23. Yeah, that's definitely going to get past my my armor class. All right. So um, then they do 6 damage to you. And that is going to be the end of their turn. Skeletons are very simple. All they want to do is attack and um, Ahem. eat bones. Uh, what, what What is Did it that they want to bones? do? What? <laughs> Just, what do skeletons eat? Bones? I don't think they eat anything. <laughs> yeah, they don't have a stomach. 
Well, how do they exist? Magic. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> they're, they're kind of like succubus, you know? Succubus don't eat, they just drain sexual energy. Skeletons don't drain sexual energy, they just like to bone. That's fair. They live to bone, they are bone. <laughs> it's all just, just... Just just all bones yeah, from I'm here stuck. on I'm out. I'm broken. <laughs> Y'all broke me. All right, um, so Rill, it is your turn. Okay, so I am going to cast Chaos Bolt, uh, and since it is the first time I am casting it this battle, I have to roll for uh, my random energy type. Aha, yes. Uh, I got a one. So it is going to be cold. So he's going to be he's going to be Mr. Cold Bones. <laughs> and I will roll my Chaos Bolt, which is my charisma. Right, one d twenty plus charisma plus level. Okay. Well, I don't think I'm going to hit him. Eleven. No. Wait, Chaos Bolt is is physical damage? It's versus physical defense. Yeah, no dice, unfortunately. <sighs> okay, well, I, don't, I guess I don't do anything then. <laughs> okay, do you have any quick actions that you want to take? I don't think I can take any quick actions, can I? I don't know. I don't think we talked about any that were directly relevant. Yeah, I don't think I have any. Okay. Yeah. All right, then uh, top of the round, our escalation die is now at one. So don't forget to add one to your various escalation things. So Zen, it is your turn again. I'm going to try and hit him again. All right, go for it. So that time I rolled a 12 plus 5, so 17. Yes, that lands. Okay, good. And let's see any natural even hit. So I'm going to roll my damage which is a d10. Plus your escalation. Plus my escalation. Plus four. Wow. So I rolled a five, so plus one, and then plus four, so 10 damage. Dang, all right. That skeleton is uh, hurting. Not quite staggered yet, but definitely not looking great. There's like some cracked ribs and stuff going on. Nice. And I don't have any maneuvers to add to that one, so. Okay. So then the skeleton goes next. They're going to take a move action and move towards Rill. No, no, wait. They have to disengage from Zen first if they want to do that without drawing opportunity. But they have to roll something, right? Yes, they do. So in order to disengage, they need to... Okay, my disengage check just needs to be a d20 greater than 11. So the skeleton is going to use a disengage as their move action. And they rolled a seven. So the skeleton uh, does not successfully disengage. So since that's the case, they're gonna attack Zen again. Cool. So they roll a 19 plus eight. So they roll a 27 against you, Zen. Yeah, that's gonna hit me. Yeah, so you're gonna take six more damage. Okay. Um, I'm going to use my talent, Heavy Warrior, which is once per battle while wearing heavy armor. When you're hit by an attack that targets AC as a free action, I can take half damage from the attack instead. So that's only three damage to me now. Three damage. Yeah, and as a reminder for the audience, um, enemies do not get to take advantage of the escalation die unless they have a specific spell or action that says that they can. Okay, so then uh, Rill, it is your turn. What chilly stuff are you going to get up to? So I think last time when I casted Lightning Fork, I said my sword glowed like a blue energy because I was thinking like like a crackling blue lightning. And for a chili dog, Chaos Bolt, 
I think it would still be blue, but like a different mm-hmm. color, like a lighter okay. blue, like a powder blue. Yeah. So my sword is gently pulsing with chaotic energy, and if you licked it, your tongue would get stuck on it. But let's see if I can actually hit this time. <laughs> Go for it. Yes! I rolled a 19 plus my charisma plus level is like a 5, so 24. Nice. Holy cow, yeah, you hit the shit out of that skeleton. Yeah, alright, so I shoot. What would a snowy chaos bolt look like? Hmm. hmm. Ice wind? Oh, okay, ice wind? That'd be cute. Okay, so yeah, I, I shoot like a like a piercing... Wintry mix. Bolt of snow and... Ice wind is better. Oh, uh, wintry mix. <laughs> so this is... Okay, uh, 1d8 plus charisma, so... I got a 7 plus 5. Nice. Holy cow. All right, so that skeleton is really hurting. The one arm is hanging limply at its side. You can see cracks in its leg bones and its skull. More cracks than there were at the beginning. The skeleton is not having a good time. Uh, they are not into this boning anymore. They would like to be deboned. Oh, I will debone it. <laughs> We're going like... to make a boneless skeleton. Oh, God. Bone. Oh, um, no. He, <laughs> I, uh, Rill would be like, uh, so uh, have, I, have I chilled you to the bone? <laughs> Dumpy perks up and says, "Good one. Maybe not, but I believe in you. That was okay. oh, good enough. Okay, well, thank you. I don't truly believe that, and I don't think you do either. But I do appreciate the sentiment." Dumpy tries to give you at least three high fives, like one whole side of their body. Oh, <laughs> just slaps Rill in the face with the, what, the, the third <laughs> hand because Rill only has two hands. <laughs> Alright, so um, our escalation die is now at 2, so remember to add 2 to your damage, and Zen, it is your turn. Okay, I feel like even if I miss, I'm gonna kill this guy. Probably. Okay, so I rolled a 4, so that's a 9 for my attack roll. You do not hit the skeleton. Okay, but since I had my grim attack maneuver from the last time, so the next time I deal miss damage with a melee attack, I get to add a weapon die. So I get to roll my uh, my d10 anyway. Okay. That's a 5 plus my miss damage, which is a 1, so that's 6 damage to the skeleton. Plus your escalation. Oh, okay, so that's 8 damage to the skeleton. Alright, the skeleton crumbles into a pile of bone meal. How do you finish boning him? <laughs> it wasn't a super impressive hit because Zen did mostly miss so i think she like swings her axe and it like hits the ground next to the skeleton she's just like fuck and so then she just pulls the axe out of the ground and it just goes through the guy (laughs) and just shakes up all those bones (laughs) it makes a sound like a hundred googly eyes shaking at once uh real is taking notes on how to uh finish boning a bone man all right Uh, So the skeleton lies in a pile before you, and if you choose, you can now step through the gate of the temple. Can I search his bones? Yeah, absolutely. Does he have anything? Was he wearing a necklace or some kind of ring to, you know, (laughs) flesh out his backstory? Maybe he was (laughs) (laughs) Damn, you are on fire tonight. (laughs) I know, you're you're killing me. These are amazing. Um, No, he didn't have anything because he's a skeleton. Oh, well, that's upsetting. Sorry. I feel like, hmm, I don't know. Real wants to be respectful to Mr. Boney here. So I think, what are funeral rites you can do for a skeleton? I don't, I guess you could scatter the bone meal. Okay. So Real picks up all, as much of the dust as they can, and they throw it to the wind. 
uh, but because they weren't paying attention to where the wind was blowing, it just blows back in their face. Oh, no. <laughs> and they get some in their mouth. <laughs> oh, no. you're just covered in remains. Yeah, and, and they're just like, he, he's a little chalky. Real, are you done fucking around? Let's go inside. I'm not fucking around. I'm, I'm finishing the boning. And then they would dust themselves off and follow after you. Alright, so then the two of you, uh, plus Dumpy, step through a gate into an antechamber uh, with deteriorating walls coated in moss. The sense of wrongness, both senses of wrongness, grow, and you can see a set of stone doors on the other side of the chamber through the creeping mist. Wait, okay, wait, so there's two things of wrongness? Yes. Okay, so one is like the one we felt from when we were in the Skullcrag, right? Yes. And then there isn't really a way to describe the other feeling of wrongness. Yeah, it's just a just a nagging sense of wrongness, but not a familiar one that you can place. Uh, Linda, do you feel what we're feeling, or is this just like a, a me and Zen thing? Sorry, I think this one is up to you all. I I'm just feeling kind of kind of comfy over here. <laughs> oh, okay. Seems seems like a trap, but I uh, I guess there's not really anything we can um. Well, I guess we'll get going. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, one set of doors, and I'm guessing that's where we're going. Uh, probably. So do you all move across the chamber? Yes. yes. Okay, one of you, can you please roll... Actually, both of you, can you please roll a d20? I rolled a 17. Okay. I got a four. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. And can you remind me what your background is again? My background is... It was academic dropout. Okay, so is there any reason to believe an academic dropout would be particularly good at jumping or Oh, absolutely climbing? not. You should give okay. me a negative. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so uh, suddenly the floor beneath you begins to give way with a sickening lurch. And while Zen is able to jump to the other side of the floor that opens up, Rill is dropped in a dark pit filled with stinking bodies waiting to be reanimated. Oh no! With horror, you realize that some of them are already reanimated and you are not alone down there. Wow, this is uh, fucking terrifying and also disgusting. You guys smell like ass. (laughs) So um, go ahead then and roll initiative, please. Just me? Just real, yes. Okay, uh, seven plus one, I got an eight. Okay. Dude, real's gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, unfortunately, our uh, reanimated bodies, hence referred to as grave meat. Oh, no! Grave meat? Rolled really good. Yeah, grave meat. Like, gravy, but uh, not. <laughs> I don't think I like that. <laughs> They just smell like old Thanksgiving dinner. They smell like rotting bodies who have come back to life. But wait, how many of them are there? Three. Okay. So let me just real quick, There's a this is a special monster type, so I'm just really quick looking up and making sure that I'm giving you a fair shot here. As a reminder, however, while I'm looking this up, this is a case where, Zen, you can fight in spirit if you'd like to. I'm going to count Rill being in the pit and you being outside of the pit as being in two physically different places. It is possible for you to move down there, but I think fighting in spirit is probably is also appropriate to use. Yeah, I think so. I think I'll give that a shot. Okay, so good news for Rill. Because these are a special type of enemy called a mook, what it means is that they all have a common hit point pool. So there are three of them, but any damage you do to one of them will apply to all of them. Okay. And these are, I want to be very clear, uh, these grave meats are gross. They are falling apart. They do not look like super sturdy creatures. 
But even though they share a health pool, they still count as separate creatures? Yes. Okay. So you're still fighting three creatures, but if you hit one of them and you do more damage than it has, it rolls over to the others. I see. Okay. And it's possible to kill multiple at one time. So then uh, our grave meat friends are going to go first. So um, again, because they're mooks, I'm not sure that this is an official rule, but as uh, the GM, I'm going to go ahead and house rule that I'm not going to have three of them attack you at the exact same time doing the exact same thing. That kind of sucks. (laughs) Zen, help. They're bullying me. Bully them back, (laughs) Ril. Bully them first. No, bullying is wrong. They're not alive. Uh, Okay, well, I mean, you know, that's kind of uh, subjective, I think. Like, we don't know that. They probably have feelings and families, maybe. They don't. So I take it back. I did look up the rules, and it says that um, each of the mooks moves and attacks on its own. So I guess I will roll three of the same thing in a row, so... Help, Zen! They're bullying me! (laughs) So the first one rolls very poorly, unless your AC is a 10. My AC is a 13. Okay, so the first grave meat swipes at you and misses. The second grave meat does attack you and does three damage. Okay. Okay, and are you vulnerable to any particular types of damage? Uh, not that I know of. Okay, yeah. No, I didn't think so. So grave meat two of three swiped at you with a dirt caked claw. You don't want to think about what that dirt is, but it does do some damage. Uh, I think it was they were making chocolate cake down here and then they fell into a hole and now they're stuck. And we should maybe uh, help, help, help them out. I'm sure their families miss them. Uh, Dumpy says, that sounds like maybe not a good plan. Maybe just kill them. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh, so you'll listen to Dumpy, but not me. I mean, Dumpy is a familiar. (laughs) Also, uh, Zed, you do have bias towards violence. Only for things that deserve it. Okay, well, I mean, you know, that's also kind of subjective. Does the third grave meat hit me? Yes, the third grave meat attacks you um, and rolls a 19 plus 5, so a 24. And so you take three more damage. And so now it is your turn against the grave meats. Though, actually, I think, uh, Zen, if you want to fight in spirit, now is the opportunity to do so. Okay, yeah. So I think, you know, Zen has been trying to teach Rill to hold their sword correctly and basically just not die in a fight. I think it would be fair that this training has maybe subconsciously stuck a little bit. And I propose that we give Rail a bonus, an attack bonus. Okay. And it says the first time each battle that someone fights in spirit is special. So that can be a plus two bonus. Yes, it sure can. So you get a plus two in your attack roll. Just if I do a melee or can I? So because I have an idea of what I would want to do. Uh, no, attack is attack. Any kind, anytime you roll that d20. Okay, okay. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna do lightning fork. Ooh. Okay. So it's d20 plus five. Oh, well, plus, plus five plus two, right? For the fighting in spirit? Yep. Yes. Okay, so it's a plus seven. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, I got an 11. <laughs> okay, and this is physical defense? Yes. You rolled an 11, or? No, no, I rolled a four, and I got a plus seven. Oh. So no, unfortunately, you miss the grave meats. Damn. I still do half damage. Okay. Okay, so it's 3d6 half damage. Or 3d6 plus charisma, right? What is half damage? Is it my level half damage? Or is it half damage, I roll the damage, and it's just half? 
Half damage, I think, is you roll and it's just half of that. But let me double check. So is this a miss damage or is it half damage? It says, so under miss, I do half damage. Okay. So it doesn't actually clarify. So let's go ahead and say roll it and just cut it in half. Okay. 12 plus 4 is 16 and then divided by 2 is 8. Okay. So I have a question. So I have a chain spell that says each time you make a natural even attack roll, you can attack a different target with the spell. Does that count if I miss? Let me double check. Listeners, this is a very rules heavy game. (laughs) It looks like if you miss, you can still do a chain spell. Oh, fuck yes. Okay, okay, okay. So I did roll a four. So I can use my chain spell. It says I can attack a different target with the spell. So they all share healthful, but they do all count as separate targets. Yes. Okay, I will attack again. I'll use my lightning fork for another grave people. Grave meat meters? Grave eaters? Grave meats. Uh, Okay, so I got a 13 plus 5, so 18? Yes, you definitely hit it. Nice. Okay, so this time, so since I rolled 13, I can't chain it again, but I do my full damage. So 15 damage that time. All right, so this was a lightning attack, right? Yes, it was lightning fork. So lightning crackles forth from your hands and uh, strikes through the grave meat one at a time. You can see it ripple across them. And uh, soon enough, you've put them back to rest. Uh, They are no longer undead, just regular old dead. Wait, wait, can I describe how I do this really quick? Yes. Paint me a word picture. Yeah, yeah, okay. So I think with Zen kind of cheering them on. Coaching. Yeah, coaching, coaching them, being like, okay, you grab the hilt and you stick them with the pointy end and then you shake them around and there's a little uh, memory flashback (laughs) where Zen was teaching Rill how to do that. And then so as Rill is gathering energy for this lightning fork attack, the blade turns that kind of sharp deep blue as the runes on the blade light up and then Rill would grab the hilt finally and then cut forward and like stab them with the sword and then <laughs> shake them, shake the sword in the the grave beater's body and as they do that uh lightning bursts from the blade and bounces between the dead people linda and dumpy both cheer outrageously for you they're so excited <laughs> you figured it out <laughs> zen is also cheering <laughs> She's so relieved. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I think I I committed more murder again. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't count. They were dead. Please get me out. Oh god, it smells so bad in here, and now it just smells burnt. (laughs) So, uh, luckily, the um, cracks of lightning illuminated this pit a little bit. You can see that across the way, there is a rickety ladder that goes back up to where Zen is. Rill would just kind of very quickly go over there and then try to climb the ladder, but they do it very slowly because they're afraid the ladder will snap under them. And Zen is standing at the top ready to uh, grab them when they're close enough. I just, I just imagine Zen just picks up Rill like you'd pick up a cat. Yes. <laughs> so luckily, the two of you are able to get Rill up the ladder and back on sturdy ground. Rill just lays on the ground for well actually no how, how gross is the ground uh the ground is fine it's old it's probably less gross than the pet that, yeah that's for true. sure Rill is on their hands and knees and just kind of 
lays there for a few few moments to appreciate the uh, solid, not smelly grave beater ground. So do we want to take a quick rest here? Oh yeah, I took damage. So you can recharge your spells? Oh well, uh, yes, actually I do have to roll for recharging anyway, so. Yes, go ahead and take this opportunity to do a quick rest. Okay. Oh, uh, I don't recharge my lightning fork. Oh, That makes me Aww. sad. How about Chaos Bolt? Uh, Chaos Bolt doesn't need to be recharged. Oh, sick. Okay, well, I'll spend a recovery while we're here. Yeah, I'm going to use my recoveries. Now I'm back to 31 out of my 33 hit points. Yeah, I rolled two 1d6s plus... I guess it's four, because recovery rolls 1d6 plus two for me. So I rolled seven. I think I do heal back to full. Perfect. All right, so you all are feeling pretty good. Yeah. I got to sit that one out and watch a little. (laughs) (laughs) Then found out what pay-per-view was just now. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so at this point, you can try and pick your way back across the chamber. But the most obvious way forward is through the big stone doors. Yeah, I think that's where we're going. That's where the feeling is coming from, right? Yes. Is it both feelings? Yes. Okay. Uh, these doors look heavy, Zen. Yeah, don't worry about that. Okay. Just Zen, like, hulk out and just rip them right off the hinges. <laughs> I, I think she just tries to open them like a normal person. Oh, well, good news. They open. They are pretty heavy, but, like, heavy bank door, not, like, heavy Tomb Raider door. <laughs> Those are the same thing to Rill. Rill's just like, wow, <laughs> you're so strong. <laughs> Zen will flex and show off a little. <laughs> as soon as the doors fully swing open, you can feel the presence of the anomaly immediately. You found the real amulet this time, and that covers one of the senses of wrongness you've been feeling. As to the other, you notice that unfortunately, the amulet is hanging around the rotting neck of a woman who shouldn't exist. Moldy, once grand clothes hang off her skeletal arms, and gnarled hands with nails like claws grip a tall scepter. With a death rattle and breath like the grave, she snarls at you. Well, well, well. You've come a long way just to die. This amulet is going to the Lich King, and there's nothing you can do to stop it. Hello, everyone. My name's Derry, and I'm the host of Dice to Roll and the founder of the Be Gay Roll Dice Podcast Network, which this show is a part of. I'd just like to let you know that a show on our network, specifically Dice or Roll, has made its way into the finals of the Audioverse 2020 Podcast Awards. This means we're up against some of the greats of podcasting, like Rusty Quill Gaming, Friends at the Table, and Horror Borealis. And to help support the network, as well as show some solidarity between gay shows, we're asking you to go check out Audioverse Awards nest slash vote and vote for Dicefull Roll in this year's Audioverse Awards in the Improvised Production category. It'd mean a whole lot to us here at Dicefull Roll and more importantly it means that we'll hopefully get some more exposure for the Be Gay Roll Dice Network in the grand scheme of things, helping make shows like this one even better. Thank you all so much for your help and give Dicefull Roll your vote in this year's finals. Thank you all so much and make sure to vote. Bored of D&D? Want to try something else? Why not check out Control Group? We test systems so you don't have to. Using our patented mini-campaigns along with one-shots, we test how far you can stretch systems with our unique ideas and broad storytelling. Our mission statement is to give a voice to those not often heard in the TTRPG community. So whether it be a system you've never heard of, or our testers being people of color, people on the LBGTQIA plus spectrum, 
We want to make sure our stories are broad, vast, and told from different perspectives. So whether you want classic role-playing or just big goofs, come listen to us try out systems, some of which we've even made ourselves. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts, or head over to controlgrouppod.com. That's CTRL, just like the key on your keyboard. There you can find the systems we test, along with easily accessible PDFs. So check us out if you're into Monster of the Week, Passion Dallas, Passionis, uh, Song of Fire and Ice, Blazers and Feelings, Gunsight, Void Worlds, Wizards and Wands, Stranded, Interstitial, The Last Shonen, and so much more! The Eternity Archives is hosted, produced, and edited by Dorka, Kite, and Siva. Find us on Twitter at, at @thearchivespod or online at theeternityarchives.com. Our intro music is Paint the Sky by Hans Adam, and sound effects are obtained from zapsplat.com. Check out our show notes for more information and some helpful resources. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe to the Eternity Archives on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you prefer to listen. Consider supporting us by telling your friends about us, or leave us a tip at our Ko-fi page, ko-fi.com slash theeternityarchives. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Be gay! Roll dice! An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network.